And hello, hi, how are you? Welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast. Not the fantasy show, no, this is the Basement Talk Podcast. I'm Bird. This is my usual running mate in this program, Jake Simone. Jake, what's up? Welcome home. Hey, what's going on, my man? Appreciate it. Glad to be back. And uh, yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. We're not on the fantasy show anymore. We don't talk about the draft prospects. Nothing. We're actually going to talk about other sports. Can you believe it? But, know. but a very special shout out has to be made to who the show is dedicated to. This show is dedicated to a great friend of ours, Randall Cobb. I'm dedicating the show to him. He's back. He's back to where he belongs with Aaron Rodgers. I saw they were all at the Kentucky Derby. It was Rodgers, Cobb, uh, Lazard, and Devontae Adams. Don't think he's going to be going to the Jets, but... Jet, I think next year Jets has a fa- chance. Jets fans could dream. Jets fans could dream, yes. They, they said the same, you said the same thing about Aaron Rodgers, too. Fair point. Fair point. But Aaron Rodgers... Well, uh, no, I should I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I'm just gonna. Nah, come on, you, you just, said just, there was no. You said it wasn't happening. Come on now. No, 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 no. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing that. I'm just gonna argue that situations are entirely different. That Aaron, that Devontae Adams is still in his prime, and a case could be made that Aaron Rodgers is uh, not in his prime anymore. It's the last time they said that. I don't even need to tell you what happened. Hence, why I wanted to uh, wanted to recuse what I was what I was going to say. Uh, but we are not talking about football in this program. Well, we may, we may have a, a, a glittering of it, but not how you would expect. Um, we are going to be talking about the NBA playoffs, everything that's been going on, uh, in the NBA that we're going to be talking about major league baseball and my God, maybe Mets and Yankees fans might want to skip that segment. Um, and then we are going to be doing a Mount Rushmore on the best jerseys, kits, sweaters, in sports. So before we get into any of that, Jake, it's been a while. It's been a long time since I've got to ask you this question. Mr. Simone, what is your deep sleeper of the week? Um I I'm actually going to say something you told me about not too long ago. I actually had it today, and that's cauliflower pizza. It still tastes like regular pizza, about half the calories of, of a regular pizza, a good little uh lunch type thing you know nice little quick thing at home healthy alternative man healthy alternative doing my best to try and eat healthier but sometimes it's harder but uh you know gotta do everything we can so i I would say cauliflower pizza it's not bad anything you can do to stay healthier is always good And, and also i have some breaking news too i don't know if you saw it uh there will be no suspension for Nikola Jokic for game five uh, rightfully so. I mean, that would have just been a, a, a disaster, a disaster. And honestly, the Suns owner was really at fault here. He was really trying to provoke the guy and he flopped. That was a joke. I mean, come on. I think he the fact that he won't be fined in the whole thing, he should be fined as well. Oh, he um, absolutely should be. Yeah. Make it a feel good story. Find the guys, donate it to charity, have them double the money and donate it. To, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. good thing, they, no, they, good, they, good, they could yeah. afford a fine. Exactly. Good thing no suspension was given, uh, but Jokic will be uh, available for Game 5, a game that I think Denver wins, but oh, we'll, we'll be say. talking about it. We, we, we will most certainly be talking about it. Uh, a, d- a deep sleeper of mine, um, I'm going to be going with 
golf. And I wanted to bring this story up. So I played golf on Saturday out east, out east in the east end of Long Island. We teed off at 12.30. It was me and two of my other friends. When I was at three, we teed off at 12.30. Jake, what time do you think we finished this round? I mean, 12.30 is an absolute joke, man. I mean, you, you're, you're probably there until, God, 12.30, 1.30, 2.33. You probably got out of there at like 4, 4.30. Nope. It's a fast game? No. Five? No. Six? Six thirty. Yeah, well, I mean... It was a six-hour round. Because it doesn't move when you go that late. That's why I go whenever I play, which will be again soon. Just haven't had the time to. I go at like 5, 5.30 in the morning. I'm ready to go <laughs> and uh, play. No, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I I like you're to out of there. You're early. at if you go at five thirty in the morning, you're literally out of there by nine by eight thirty. If you're yep. there, if you leave at nine, you're there for a very long time. Yeah, it depends. It depends on where on, on where you're going, but yeah, odds are I, you my favorite. Out of- my favorite courses I would say are probably Mill Pond. Uh, yeah, it's that that's got to be up there. That's probably my my favorite one. Uh, I would say Mill Pond. Uh, have you played Willow Creek before? I have played Willow Creek. Great course. I, I like that one as well. And West Sable, you can't go wrong either. But the problem with West Sable is you can't really. It's packed. It's it's very packed. It's 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 gotten that way really, like I don't know. Recently, I've heard. Well, with COVID. Yeah, that's with that's COVID. what it's been. That that that's really made everything impossible to get onto. Like try. I, I dare you to try and get onto uh, Beth Page at no, ten yeah, o'clock I, on a Saturday morning. It, it's, I, it's not, it's not happening. Bo- well, you also have the bots now that try and get all the best tea times available too. We'll, which we'll know what the, what they actually do, and this is pure speculation, but it's based up with fact. Is the golf course actually books all of the times and uses them for walk up? That is speculation. Pure speculation, but with, with fact is is going along with that assumption. Yeah, okay. I don't know. They want to have it, as many walk up times available as possible for all the loonies that are go, that are going down there at four fifteen when that clubhouse opens. I'm and sure trying to get and, and trying to get out there. I could say, uh, I I don't think you're wrong there. Four fifteen is a little early for me. Like five thirty is the earliest I think I well, can what, go. Well, dude, but some people, what some people do, especially if you're playing like the black, what people do is they'll go down there, they'll wait in their cars, they'll get, they'll get a ticket. They'll someone that will come around like three thirty with a ticket, and then when the clubhouse opens up, you go on, you go online with your ticket, and you have you know one, two, whatever, and in that order is when you get to make your reservation to play the black. And they always have first come, first serve time. So if you're Man. one of the first five or, you know, six people there, you can get on the black at a, re- at a reasonable enough hour. But, you know, and you I, could I, always go down there too at seven, eight o'clock in the morning and they always have afternoon walk-up times for yeah. for, for the black if, if you ever wanted to play. It. And this goes for all the listeners too. If you're uh, on Long Island or in New York, it is a lot easier to get onto as you're a New York State resident. If you're not in New York, and you want to play that course, they absolutely bone you to try and play that course. 
Yeah, I, I, I've never played the, the black and I have no intention to do anytime soon. I'm not walking 18 holes. Um, so that's out. And I would honestly, it sounds pretty ridiculous, but like uh, you, you could probably relate shitty course in terms of just how they maintain it used to be really nice, apparently, but you can find a tea time whenever you want and it's cheap. That's Pine Ridge out east. Mm. Very, it, it's it's like eighty bucks, and that includes the cart. Yep. Shitty maintained course. Don't don't get me wrong. It it is pretty hard, but it it plays. So I played I played Cherry Creek on Saturday. I played Cherry Creek before, and all yeah, all in insanely packed too. Well, they had an outing before, and that's what I think. That's what I think the holdup was. It's but, it's usually pretty packed over there. I've heard yes, but. And when I was there, it was back too. All in, it was fifty five. Yeah, I remember With it was cart. pretty cheap. With it wasn't, cart. The, wasn't my favorite. Co- it wasn't my favorite course though. Well, what'd you play? Did you play the links or did you play the woods? Uh, I believe it was the woods. Okay, so the the woods is definitely more tougher because it's more narrow. The yeah. links is the one that has the par six. Yeah, no, it was definitely the woods then. Yeah, the the links is the the eighteenth hole is a par six. And yeah. I've pl- played it twice. And I, bur- I birdied it twice. I would say Holbrook 2 is another one that I don't like. It's a very, very – have you played Holbrook before? I have. I have. Very, very, very tight course over there as well. Tight. It's in It's in good shape. The greens – I mean, but this is everywhere though right now. The greens because of how warm it's been, and they're really taking care of the greens. The greens are just – they're hard and they're fast. Yep. So it's like you, you have to played. club down on everything when you're trying to get close enough to the green. Otherwise, otherwise you're hitting the green and it's just like, wee, bye. No, nah, I'm telling you, man, I haven't played quite yet. I've just gone to the range a couple times and just to get, you know, in the swing of things, I just haven't had, first of all, my times are never available because I'm not going to play at like 1230 on, on a Saturday or Sunday. But yeah, may, may take a day off of work pretty, if I ever can uh, pretty soon and then uh, maybe get out there. Yeah, I mean, what you we should do honestly is get a get a four, and we could we could play honestly, and we're we're yeah. we're, just, we're, just, we're just consummating a date right here right now, and just like and go over to Sunken Meadow. Yeah, that's one of the other local courses that that's that's over here, and you can get out there. I think the first tee time is like six thirty four. Played, I've only really played the out east courses. Yeah, Sunken, Sunken Meadow's nice. Sunken Meadow, Sunken Meadow's nice, it's cheap, and. That's another one. You, if you're out early enough, you get you get done in in three hours. You're off that. If you tee off at six thirty, you're off that course by by nine thirty, ten o'clock, yeah. absolute so latest. That's that's how you got it. I just I can't do the whole all day thing. <laughs> just well, I mean, listen, I could do the whole day thing if I have like nothing else to do. If there is like nothing else on on planet Earth that has to get done, then yeah, I could do the whole day thing. I have no problem with that. Yeah, no, no. But it is so infrequently that I just have nothing else to do. Or have no desire to do anything else. That's also that's also very key. Is you may not have anything else to do, but the question is, would you want to do anything else? And, and honestly, if you're playing a especially in the dog days of summer, if you're playing a big round of golf like that, odds are you're getting off that golf course and you're just cooked for the day anyway. So if you're gonna be able to you you gotta be able to rally. To then be able to do something at night where you need probably that two, three hour window where you're able to just take take a nap, recharge the batteries, and then be ready to go. 
because it's sun. That's sun of the golf course. It kicks, it kicks your ass. Yeah. No, man. Yeah. We'll see. We'll have to set something up. Of uh, uh, your people could talk to my people. Yeah, we'll set it up. All right, Jake. What do you want to do first? Do you want to get the happy subject out of the way, or do you want to get angry first? Yeah, we'll just talk about baseball, man. I mean, just All let's right, get let's, into let's it. Let's get angry. The Yankees are just. Well, you got to start off there, man. Sure, we can start with the New York teams. How, how does Brian Cashman still have a job? I mean, he got a. It's just like it's ridiculous. It's like a lifetime gig that he has, and it, it the, the process is not working. And he continually talks about the process, the process, the process. When has it ever been about the process with the Yankees as opposed to results? Like, what what are we talking about here? And Aaron Boone continues to show how incompetent he is. He'll probably be the scapegoat at the end of the season. Uh, let, let's face it. He doesn't have any additional years on his contract. He He's a lame duck manager. He I think he knows the writing is on the wall. He will eventually be the scapegoat by Brian Cashman and won't change anything because the way the Yankees are operating, it's no coincidence that on a yearly basis, the Yankees are continually schooled by teams like the Rays, the Astros, even the Red Sox. These are teams that heavily rely on analytics. There is clearly something that those clubs are looking at and have available to them that the Yankees don't under Brian Cashman. So that should be a memo to ownership group, to the ownership group. Hey, it's time to just revamp the whole regime over here. We need new baseball people in here. We need a new manager in here and let's go. The old way is not working. It is proven not to work, and we continually run the same team and process out there year after year. It, it's not going to change until that is taking place. So it's tough to watch, and it I don't even get that mad anymore because it's just you come to expect it. There's nothing to get angry about. I mean, it's 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 just the same. It's old never going to change. It's just the same old shit. I mean, if we're just looking at the Yankees and for those people that don't know, I mean, I don't know how you can't know because you're living you've been living on a rock uh the yankees 18 17 they have a 514 win percentage they're 10 games back at the first place raise they're 18 we'll 17 18 17 yes wow i thought they were under five so it's the mets that are under 500 then uh the mets are so, under 500 yes. it's a shame because they really could have swept the raise this weekend they just handed away games one and game three correct correct they're 10 games back of the raise who we'll talk about in a minute um, 11 and eight at home, seven and nine on the road. And they're four and six in our last 10. I'm sure that a lot of the Yankees struggles and, and, and Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone in an effort to save their jobs are going to talk about, Oh, but we've dealt with so many injuries. Look at the guys that we're missing in our rotation. Look at the guys that are missing in our bullpen. Uh, Aaron judge is now out. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton is out. Harrison Bader just returned. They're going to just come up with excuse on excuse on excuse on excuse. But it doesn't shape the fact that Brian Cashman is the guy that signed Aaron Hicks to, what was it, a six-year contract? Seven-year deal. Yeah, and look at how how that's turned out. He Aaron Hicks looks as disinterested as anybody he, on any team in baseball. He is not a major league player. They they need to find out what they owe him and just say, here you go, and, and go away. Like yeah. they did with Jacoby Ellsbury. They, they've he done – He doesn't want to be there. No. You could tell he doesn't want – I think at first maybe he wanted to, but he he's just so bad, bro. Like, I don't even think it's all mental at this point. He is just horrendous. He, he's just not even resembling a professional player right now. Sitting like, what, 130? 130. He's one RBI this year. Yep. I mean, are well, you shitting me? You're playing every single day. 
You can find way, people in single A that can outproduce you. And the way I look at it also is you also have to look at the market and you have to say it, it is the New York market. And there are guys that come here and, and they embrace it. And then there are guys that come here and don't. And there are guys that we have seen come to the Yankees, be terrible with the Yankees, go elsewhere. And they've been great. And they've rediscovered that, that their career process, though. I don't even blame that on the players. That is just shitty analytics, in my opinion. I, like no, Sonny I, Gray, that is all just horrific. Bro, every pitcher, how many good pitchers have the Yankees seen leave their building over the last couple of years? So like you have Sonny Gray, Lance Nathan Evaldi. Nathan Evaldi has pitched a complete game shutout against them. Yep, Nathan Evaldi, but Lance Lynn, I'm pretty sure Lance Lynn won a Cy Young award too. Yep. Um, Sonny Gray has been probably the AL Cy Young this year. Maybe Garrett Cole, but after yesterday, I don't know about <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that anymore. Uh, how, about, um, how about Joey Gallo? Yeah, but Gallo, but Gallo, I'm not really – I'm talking more so about the pitchers, but Gallo, it is what it is with him. We kind of knew that this would happen. He still strikes out a shit. He's he's the same player he was in Texas, which sure. still wasn't, in my opinion, any good. We never should have gotten him in the first place. I don't understand how they thought that that was a good idea. That Yeah, we strike out a shit ton. You know what? We need more strikeouts. Right. Like Harrison Bader was a great – like that was the only one that really made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Was was getting Bader, but you think back to some of these asinine moves, bro. Like Frankie Montas, for instance. You had Luis Castillo sitting there, last trade deadline. The same shit happened. We can go on and on with Brian Cashman with Verlander. Remember, he was there for the taking from Detroit. Yep. Didn't get him. Uh, you want to think back all the way all the way to Cliff Lee back in the day too. Didn't want to trade uh-huh. Jesus Montero. Like we're really going every year at the trade deadline. He never gets the guy on the market. For starting pitching, he gets the next best guy, like he did with Frankie Montas, who was hurt at the time coming over from the the A's. Right? Mm-hmm. We all knew about the shoulder, and Brian Cashman was like, "You know what? We need we need that guy." And then they also got Trevino, who who really cares? He was kind of like a throw in, but right. Montas is hurt. Another disaster. Has has this guy made a good trade outside of Harrison Bader in five years? Uh yeah, Rizzo. That was okay. Yeah, all right. They got Rizzo, Rizzo for nothing. Yeah, okay. I'll gi- I'll give him Rizzo, but yeah, I'll give I'm, it to I'm him. not defending him. I'm just trying to find other other examples because you're still not gonna find a more yeah. anti Brian Cashman guy than I. Yeah, that was a good trade, but they still could have signed Rizzo as a free agent at the. I'll get I'll give him that. I'll give him his flowers on Rizzo, but Bader, Rizzo, Montas, complete disaster. I mean, how about trading for Josh Donaldson too? I mean, are you kidding me? There, that yep. should have gotten him fired on the spot. That that guy, everybody in the league knew Josh Donaldson. Johnson was shot, but mm-hmm. Brian Cashman. Yep. So it, it's never going to change, bro. They, 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 I don't think the Steinbrenner family really cares at the end of the day. I think that they care if the stakeholders and the bondholders are all happy and that'll be that. And they'll move on their merry way. As long as they have a competitive team out there, doesn't matter if they're contending for the championship or not. They just need to be competitive. So people will at least semi give a shit. Yeah, and the problem is, is that you have half the fan base right now that just don't give a shit. And I know that there are plenty of people that I've talked to that – I say this all the time. Teams and organizations and franchises, they want fans to either be happy or they want fans to be upset. Because both of those things show that the fans at least care. What organizations, franchises, teams, whatever you want to call them, don't want are fans that are indifferent. That they're just like, okay, 
It is what it is. It has no impact on my life. I'm not bothered by it. And that's what I think. That's what I think a lot of Yankees fans are right now, and, and, and Mets fans as well. I'll, I'll even throw Mets fans in there. That I think Mets fans though are different. I think Mets fans are more upset at the fact that you have Steve Cohen that has gone out and tried to piece together a team with his millions and fair play. You know he's he's pumping money into that team. They're trying to put a competitive product out there. Buck Walter's not the guy. He'll be fired at the end of the year. They're going to bring in somebody else, probably Carlos Beltran, manager, and waiting. But see, the Yankees bring him in too. Potentially. Potentially. I can sit there 100%. That'll be a type of guy the Yankees want. But then you look at the Yankees, you look at the Yankees, you look at Yankees fans. It's just kind of like one of those things where you're, sit, you're, where you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, well, okay. Yeah. Differences, like, though. The Yankees are a lot like care. the Knicks. But the Yankees are a lot like the Knicks, where you know what? Still going to be butts in the seats at Yankee Stadium due to the corporate culture. Sure. You know exactly. You know what I'm saying? Remember when the Knicks were just awful for all those years and Dolan just didn't really care because at the end of the day, you still had the corporate culture at the garden like you do at Yankee Stadium. City Fields, it's more of a fan, a fan uh, family environment over there as opposed yes. to like, Yankee Stadium is kind of like a corporate building. Like City Field yep. has that ballpark type feel to it. Well, I mean, it, 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 and yes, that, that, that's correct. I mean, during the the heydays of the of the Knicks absolutely stinking, the the Knicks were still selling out MSG. The Yankees, even though you see twenty thousand empty seats, they're still selling out Yankee Stadium. Selling out in air quotes, they're selling out Yankee Stadium. The Yankees are still making money. They're always going to make money. They, the Yankees will never be in a position where they're where they are net negative ever. Same thing with. Uh, same thing with the Knicks. When they were shit, the Knicks were never a net negative, ever, because they are they are the appeal of the city. Where you say the Knicks and the Nets, when the Knicks are good, New York is just a frenzy. The Yankees, when the Yankees are good and they're contending for titles, New York is crazy, and they're still going to sell out. They're still going to make money regardless and that yeah. is what it comes down to it's when they start feeling it in their pockets is when oh shit we gotta change things up and the yankees the steinbrenners will never ever feel that they they felt it a little bit i think when the yankees got garrett cole i i think that and i think when judge was one foot out the door to the giants the steinbrenners knew how that was the, the, they knew the fans were not going to react fondly like the Yankees would have oh, felt there, it. Oh, there would have been a riot. Left. Exactly. Those were the only two. And if it were up to Cashman, no way. I don't think both would be here. I think the if it were up to Cashman, the Yankees would be like the freaking Rays. Who I wish we were like the freaking Rays because all I do is they would be like the Rays, but not win like the Rays. That's what they would be like. They would have a payroll of like $50 million if it was up to Brian Cashman. Well, let, listen, I mean, if we could be the Rays where we have Kevin Cash as our manager, I would take that. Yeah. I've, been, I've been saying that for years. I think Kevin Cash is. One of the, if not the best manager in baseball. Yeah, he's okay. I also think. Oh, I think I think you're selling him short. No, I'm not. I think they have a really good roster. At the end of the day, I don't think it's all Kevin Cash. I think they're just so analytically sound. Where I don't think organizational structure is so solid in Tampa. Where in New York, they mask it because they have one guy at the top that calls all the shots, and really, and it's guy who calls all the shots is an idiot. Proven to not work. I yeah. think I personally think if you were you're asking me who the best managers in baseball are, I think Cora is a hell of a manager in Boston. Agreed. I don't know how the hell he gets whatever he gets out of that team on a yearly basis with no pitching ever. 
The fact um, that they're twenty one fifteen is is yeah remarkable. Remarkable. So I think Cora is one hell of a manager. Um, I look in if you if you go out west, I think Dave Roberts is a hell of a manager with the Dodgers as well. Yep. So the list goes on and on, man. I don't know. I don't know who the Yankees are going to hire. I I personally think it could be Carlos Beltran. I honestly though, I don't want Carlos Beltran. I want a guy that's managed before. I I I, mm-hmm. I don't. This is not like an entry level position. Like I want somebody that has managed the game before. Yes. I don't know who it is. I don't really get the names off the top of my head, but I want someone that's managed. Yeah, that's the problem. Is that if you're look if you're looking at candidates and these are just guys that I'm just ripping off off the top of my head. Uh, maybe the, the biggest one that, sta- that stands out is like a Charlie Montoyo. No, no, I don't want. That's him. like that. That's the one that jumps no, off the page him. immediately. No, no, no. But no, like def- no, 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 <laughs> no. So that outside of that, who who else is that? I mean, shit, I would take Joe Girardi back in a nanosecond to be the Yankee manager. Sure, they're not going to do it, but of, oh no, def- of course not. Of course, of course not. not. You think Cashman wants to f- swallow his pride like that? Hell no. They never should have fired him in the first place. Te- the team is a game away from the world. The closest the Yankees have ever been to the World Series was with Joe Girardi last in his last season as manager. They've got. Yes. It, 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 they don't want to admit that. Um, I'm just thinking out loud. I mean, I thought Bruce Bochy would have been great. I think Don Mattingly would be great. Now that's a name I need that the Yankees should consider. I I agree. That to me is the guy. That's yep. the guy. Has managerial experience. He knows what it's like to be a Yankee. Yankee captain. I mean, so many people grew up with Don Mattingly. He'd bring the nostalgia to the Yankees. The players would instantly respect him. That's the guy right there. But you know what? He's probably not going to be a yes man to Brian Cashman at the end of the It's not going to change as long as Brian Cashman is here. He needs to go. The writing's yep. on the wall. It's over. He's failed. He need he. I'm not saying he shouldn't be a GM of a team because he can lead a very competitive team. Go be the GM of like the 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 Angels or whatever that are going to be sold, right? Like go go somewhere else. All right, it's gone. It's over. Hire the guy that the Astros just uh, fired last year. We need we need whatever they were doing. <laughs> like we need we need to look at whatever the Astros, the Rays. Uh, you think out west, what the Dodgers are doing? Like we need that type of secret sauce that Brian Cashman and company never seemed to grasp. So, what a disaster! But just another, just another name um, that just popped into my head. If someone that is active manager now, World Series pedigree, that the team that he is on contemplating a sale currently. Uh, what about Dave Martinez of the Nationals? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they were kind of they were kind of like shitty outside of that one year. So, right, maybe. I I mean, look, a, a lot of people. There was who else was it that I was thinking of that everybody shits on? I mean, a lot of people shit on Joe Madden. I would I would consider him. Sure. Sure. I mean, look, and, the and- guy was the guy that should have been hired after Joe Girardi got fired was the guy that took the Phillies to the championship last year and, and Rob Thompson. I mean, he Correct. knew all about the Yankee pedigree. He put in his dues. The players knew him. It would have just been like a transition. You know what? Joe Girardi wasn't playing nice in the sandbox, but they probably didn't want any Joe Girardi guys there. I mean, no, it, it is all Brian Cat. It is a literally, and it's like, it's not even worth beating on Aaron Boone anymore. He knows he's on, unqual- he knows he's a dead man wall. Like he is literally a lame duck manager. He knows he's unqualified to do this. Like, yeah, this isn't news to us. It's Brian Cashman who appears to just have a lifetime gig with the Steinbrenner uh-huh. family. It, that's what it is. So until he's it. gone, 
it, it's a joke. It's a joke. It, it's a it's a complete joke. But let's move on from uh, the Yankees and let's just hit on some American League teams. Um, I think kind of the way that that we'll do this is I'll just go through like some of the big surprises and we'll just talk about them briefly for like a minute. Uh, so the Rays have to start with them. Twenty eight and seven. Kevin Cash's guys, unbelievable. Shane McClanahan is a Cy Young contender in the American League. Uh, Jake, anything else that I'm missing? Yeah, they hit the living shit out of the ball. I don't know what it is. I, I apparently their analytics is now. It's it's interesting. I actually heard something about this. The the Rays are emphasizing more about seeing the baseball rather than mechanics going from scratch. There, like they are just they're doing like eye exercises. They're doing things that I guess nobody else is doing because they are hitting like their life depended on it, man. Like they just flat out hit. And hitting is literally majority of baseball, in my opinion. I mean, everybody says, oh, pitching wins championships. I get it. Pitching matters. But team that scores the most runs at the end of the day usually wins, no? That is correct. That is correct. And any any team that can hit well can take a Cy Young pitcher and make them look very manageable. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Uh, another surprise, I picked them to make the playoffs. And that was the Bolt. That's the Baltimore Orioles. Brandon Hyde's yep. done a great job with that well, team. Who, who, a for, very, bro. very young team that is only going to get better. Who doesn't make the playoffs, though? Like, the Yankees are still going to make the playoffs at the end of the day because literally everybody makes the playoffs in Major League Baseball. True. Everybody does. So, yeah, but shout out to the Orioles, man. They still just don't really have the pitching staff. I think they need more of, like, that bona fide ace. Um, but they're they're no doubt heading in the right direction. Brandon Hyde, the manager, is another just stellar manager in yeah. baseball. So, something the Yankees can't relate to. And the Orioles have an unbelievably deep system as well. So, you know, some of these floundering. You'll see Jackson Holiday soon. Yeah, some of these floundering teams, like if you look look, um, at the Chicago White Sox, let's just say, if they continue to stink, maybe does Lucas Giolito or Lance Lynn become available? Maybe Michael Kopech become available? I wouldn't want any of them, but. I don't know. I mean, this is is also a long shot. I would would say like Luis Robert maybe. Become available, but. Cease is good. Maybe. Cease is really good. I don't know if he I could see them trading Luis Robert. He just hasn't really panned out. I don't know. I could see that team really resetting it. He's always hurt. Tim Anderson, too, is another guy that they could trade. Yeah. Eloy Jimenez is always hurt. Yep. It's another one. It's another one. It just like the two guys in Chicago that really are uh, untouchable for them might just be Dylan Cease and Andrew Vaughn. Outside of that, like, I think everyone could be kind of had. Mankata I don't know. I don't know done. if any team would trade for uh, Ben Attendee, considering he's getting he's on that new contract and has three and a half years left of it. Yeah, if that was one where I know a lot of Yankee fans kind of like hate. I, I didn't really mind to see him go. He didn't really impress me that much with the Yankees. I thought that while we don't really have a solution in left field, I was I was fine with not giving him five years. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I agree, man. I don't think anybody's taking him now. Uh, let's see who else could we. Talk about here. We kind of mentioned the White Sox. They kind of stink. Uh, the Central, I mean, I mean, Detroit being at 15 and 18. I mean, that's like, that's noteworthy, I guess. I don't know how, man. That team sucks. <laughs> They're going to. Dude, it's AJ Hinch. Yeah, but he was terrible, though, last year with Detroit. So. Well, they're, let, they're listen, last year, that was last year was just, you know, whatever, whatever it was last year. Right. Yeah. But dude, they're still going to like finish in last place, in my opinion, or close to it. They're they're pretty bad. They just swept the Mets this past week. You know what I'm saying? Like if they got swept by the Mets, like, you know, what I'm saying it's still early on, but 
I, well, I can't I, really that lineup. I, I don't even know how they score runs with with Javier Baez. And I don't know how they, score, money. how they score runs either, and they'll probably finish second to last because the Kansas City Royals are currently in last, and they I, do I'm not surprised. score runs at all. I'm surprised. I really like the Royals coming into this year. I thought they were going to make the playoffs. I really thought that they they had a nice positive year last year. I, I really like their young bats, Bobby Witt Jr., Pascantino, MJ Melendez, who's starting to hit a little bit. They still had Salvi. They had some bats. Just the pitching staff, too, has let them down. So, yeah. disappointing. And let's move to the American League West. Texas Rangers, Bruce Bochy coming in. Yep. And th- honestly, this is with a pitching staff that take Jacob DeGrom out of it. This is a makeshift, bandaged, put-together staff of guys that are really, honest. quite honestly, retread guys. Martin yep. Perez, Andrew Heaney, Nathan Eovaldi, and they're getting the job done. Yeah, another he, Andrew Heaney's another guy that sucked for the Yankees. He seems to pitch pretty well. Last year for the Dodgers, he pitched okay. Yep. And then this year for the Rangers, he seems to be thriving. Um, Martin Perez was pretty good last year. He actually had a case to start the All-Star game. So he he's he's putting together some back-to-back quality campaigns. And uh, Nathan Eovaldi, I wanted him back on the Yankees. I would have taken him over freaking Carlos Rodon. Um, yeah. I wanted him back on the Yankees for about maybe like three years now. I want the Yankees to go trade for him last year at the trade deadline. That didn't work out. I, I get it. The Red Sox don't want. Who cares? But still, um, shout out to the Rangers, man. You want to, you, they, they went out and they spent the money on the correct pieces, whereas the Yankees continually do not. The Angels. The pitch has been uh, good. The hitting's yeah. been good. But that, that, we have to talk about what is best for this team. Jake, let's start with this very quickly. Just rapid fire very quickly before I get to my next question. Odds that Shohei Hotani is an angel next season. No, I don't think – I just want for the Dodgers next year. Beautiful. Okay. So if the Angels – no, there is no shot that Otani is coming back. Regardless of your record. Regardless. Say, say they're in first place. No, I wouldn't say first place. Second place. They're in second place in the American League West, looking at potentially a wild card spot. Do the Angels actually trade Shohei Otani to help – completely build that new core of angels baseball for the next five or 10 years. I would trade him and Mike Trout. I would still trade. I would trade Trout. I don't think that's a terrible take. I would trade Otani, man. Like, listen, these guys, they don't come back. Go ask the freaking nationals about trading Bryce Harper. Um, Mm -hmm. Just think of how much better they would. I mean, they won the world series the next year, so it's really hard to fault them, but just think of what they could have gotten for Bryce Harper. Who? Right. Still a disgrace that the Yankees didn't even try and get him. But, um, yeah, so uh, if I'm the Angels, I am trading Otani. Uh, the, the, you would be surprised. The market for him won't be the greatest because a lot of people know that he's likely not re-signing with them. It's going to be a very back to the Dodgers where you go, that's all they got, but it beats him leaving for nothing because he's not playing for the Angels next year. He will be playing for the Dodgers next year. He's going to completely use – Whatever teams like the Mets, for instance, he's just going to play them like a fiddle. The Padres or another team just throw throws money out there um, to people. I'm sure they'll call the Yankees, but of course the Yankees got to pinch together every little penny they have. Right. Um, but he, he's going to play for and the Dodgers too. Are shedding salary, and the Dodgers really haven't made that splash since Mookie Betts because they've been waiting for Otani to hit the market. So 
Uh, that's what I would do if I'm the Angels. I could see the Yankees actually look at Mike Trout if he became available, but the Yankees have always wanted Mike Trout, and he fits yep. the build. You know, guy that may may not. Well, I, it's, it's kind of tough to say that about Mike Trout, but maybe his best days could be behind him soon. So, yeah, fits the bill for Brian Cashman. He misses time. I wonder if the Angels would consider. Oh, I know they would. It's just a question. It's just a question of will another team take take the contract. If they were to do do an Otani deal, they do an Otani and Rendon, and just Very get that possible. salary completely off the books. Yeah, the problem is though Otani is expiring, so like the Dodgers would be like, "We're not taking this." Like, we'll just sign him in right. the offseason, no problem. So, right, maybe, maybe, and I'm just saying, maybe they do Trout with Rendon, but you kind of minimize the return you get for the franchise's best player. So, right, I don't know. Rendon has been a disaster. I mean, the, the Angels, the, the Mets are really on the track of the Angels, so honestly. Like, that's really what they're reminding me of. Uh, yeah, the only difference is the Angels haven't signed to 38-plus pitchers. Who, who could have seen that two 40-year-olds could have been a problem? Uh, really? Uh, it's, it's it's a mystery to me as well. Um, And then two teams I want to talk about the, in the American League West, the Mariners and the Astros, both sitting at 500. Jake, both of them are going are going to improve, right? Yeah, yeah. The Astros, no doubt. The Mariners, Mariners pitching isn't that. I, I don't know what happened. The, the, like Logan Gilbert's not really having the greatest year. Um, I expected a lot more from him. The bolt, like Paul Sewalt in the pen, hasn't been the exact same from. He was tremendous for them last year, so I'm expecting them to get. And Luis Castillo is sensational. I'm I, obviously outside of him. Yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, they're they're going to get going. I think J Rod's going to get sizzling hot this summer. You kind of saw it last year with him too, where he. He was out of the gates a little slow, and then once the summer hit, especially like July when it got a little warmer, he just was just, you know, completely raking up there. So the Mariners will be fine, and I have no doubt the Astros will be too. Yeah, losing Robbie Ray stinks, and George Kirby in his second year has been just fine. But yeah. I think they were expecting more from Kirby in in his uh, in his second year so far. Uh, the National League, the Braves, the, they're the best team in baseball, and who could have saw that coming? I mean, I said it. During the prediction show, I said the Braves would be the best team in baseball, and they've been that thus far. Uh, let's let's do a little time on the Mets because this this is this is a New York based show. Um, a lot of our listeners are from New York. The Mets seventeen and eighteen, seven games back of the Braves. They're kind of looking at contending for a wild card spot. The Marlins have been fantastic, and by the way, that's with Sandy Alcantara not being that great. No. Like the Mar- the Marlins have really held their own without arguably their best player being yeah, the, the, anywhere close the to what he was. Last in baseball year, which is hype has, has disappeared from Sandy Alcantara. He's not. I don't think so. I, I think there's maybe three guys that are the best pitcher in baseball, and I don't think it's. I don't think he's one of them. No, 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 no. I think, but I, I, I think just pe- talent wise, they could say he's the best player on the Marlins, and their best player hasn't really <laughs> That's showed not up yet. Going, you're really not going far on a limb there. I don't think you can name like <laughs> six guys in the Marlins lineup without looking it up. So. But the Mets, Jake. I mean, out, outside of the two forty-year-old starters that they that they that they have as as their as their horses, there's other guys that are done too. It's it's the this this lineup. There's something about it where you look at it on paper. This lineup looks great, and then they go onto the field, and it's just like there's something missing. With this team, I don't really know what it is. It doesn't help either that Lindor has been inconsistent. Marte has not been hitting at all. Uh, Pete Alonso has been pretty 
pretty solid. Uh, Jeff McNeil's been good. Outside of that, though, they're kind of just hanging around and helps that the Phillies and the Nationals, well, the Nationals really aren't going to do anything. We shouldn't expect that from them. But the Phillies haven't started to really do anything yet either. It's been a slow start for the Mets and the Phillies, two teams I thought a lot that a lot of people thought would make the playoffs. They've started slow, and obviously I think we, we all kind of knew that it would be the Braves and then everybody else in the National League East. But Jake, your just overall thoughts on the New York Mets. Yeah, it's just a lot of bad money everywhere. Like Starling Marte, he's pretty done. Can't even field anymore out in the outfield. He just doesn't look like the same hitter he was for them last year. Um, you know, even even P. Alonso, he, when he's not hitting home runs, they just cannot win. That's and right. And their bullpen has been tremendous. But the starting pitching, like Carlos Carrasco, that's more bad money. He looks pretty shot. David Peterson just got sent back down to AAA. Tyler McGill, he's not very good. So outside of really who's really been like Verlander, I think will be good for the Mets. I, I do. I think he just came back. Scherzer shot. This is a team that what's the ceiling for this team? I just think as long as the Braves are in the division, it's the wild card. And if they get out of the wild card, I think that's a good season. But as soon as they run into the Braves or like the, you know, the Padres, for instance, mm-hmm. I just, we're, we're, this team's not getting past the NLDS this year. I just, I don't see it. I don't see it either. The only thing that I would say is that maybe the Mets backdoor it and then Verlander and Scherzer realize that's playoff time. And Scherzer yeah, can't throw more than 92 a, is the problem. In a best Verlander of, will be fine. Yeah. In a, in a best with, of five, I, I, I trust the Mets with Scherzer and Scherzer, Verlander. Scherzer's then, not a great playoff performer either. No, no. I, I, I trust him. It depends on the matchup too. It depends he, on who they, who they would well. be playing. He's nothing but a name. And the Mets are stuck with him for another year, too. And yeah. also, let's let's just point out, they're paying Francisco Lindor $300 million, and he's hitting yep. like 210. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's. I think it's he might be hitting like 225, 230, something like that. But, you know. No, he's hitting like 210. I'm pretty, pretty sure. It's Okay, so he's maximum he's hitting 230. Minimum yeah. he's hitting Mendoza line. Like, no matter how you want to split that, that's bad. For a $300, for a $300 million, million dollar guy. Bad. It's bad. It's it's really, really, really bad. But the bullpen's been great. Uh, no complaints from losing Edwin Diaz. I think David Robertson's been great for them. Um, Adam Ottavino's been great for them. They've done this close-up by committee. It seemed to have worked for them. They've had no real blips uh, when they have had to close out games. Uh, the Phillies, just very quickly on the, on the Phillies, they're going to pick it up. They're going to pick it up for yeah, sure. Harper they have the pitching. They have the hitting. They'll be fine. Phillies will be fine. Bryce Harper just came back. The National League Central. There's two teams that I want to talk about. First, let's start with just the 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 shock, maybe of all shocks. Well, maybe, maybe not. The Cardinals. Yeah, and Goldie did have a three run a three run uh, excuse me three home run day yesterday. But they always put a quality team out there. It's definitely surprising. But I just think the lack of just the starting pitching is also abysmal for the Cardinals. Like Jack Flaherty, just he shot. I don't know what happened to him. He was really one of the most promising pitchers in baseball, but they're weird. Like they can kind of hit, but they can't. They send Jordan Walker down to AAA, even though he was playing pretty well, their their top prospect. That didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. And it's interesting because Nolan Arenado has a player option at the end of the year. Who knows what he does? He could opt out of that deal with the Cardinals. I would love him on the Yankees, man. You stole my next question. Would you take Nolan Arenado or the Yankees? Oh my God. Absolutely, no doubt in my mind. 
Oh my god, man. Platinum glove winner. Like and we oh, have dude. a need at third. We have a need. We the Yankees have a need at every single position on the baseball diamond besides ace, short shortstop. I think Volpe will be fine. And right field. And center field. I think Bader's I think Bader's yeah. the guy in center. Yeah, I think Bader, I think Bader's base. the guy too. We we have a need at about there's 26 members on the roster. We have a need for about like 18 guys on the 26-man roster right now. <laughs> and who who would have thought that the Cardinals' best pitcher would be Jordan Montgomery? Yeah, it was kind of a win-win for both teams. I, I sure. don't think Montgomery was ever going to be that good for the Yankees. Yep. Um, and Bader's been phenomenal for the Yankees, really. Some big playoff home runs. Yep. So it was It was him and Stanton last year that really were carrying the weight, especially against the Astros. Yeah, so – and then probably the, the 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 I would say the best story in all of baseball, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yep, twenty and fifteen, they are have a half a game lead over the Brewers. Who Brewers have been? They've been a pleasant surprise. I think a lot of people thought that maybe this was where the the train starts to fall off for Craig Council and his team. Uh, Corbin Another good Burns. manager. Corbin Burns has been. Uh, Corbin Burns. Brandon Woodruff's been all right. They, they had the pitching. The lineup's been solid. But the Pittsburgh Pirates, twenty and fifteen, and it, it, they have they have their ace. They have that guy that they could fall back on and know he's going to put in a shift every time he's out there. And Micah Keller, he he's a stud. He is a stud. We've been waiting for this. I think for about a year and a half, we were waiting on would Keller finally come around, and he has in a very very big way. He's leading the way, and this is also without O'Neill Cruz. Who's going to be out yeah. until I believe August, Jake, with yep, that ankle? He'll, it, yep, he'll be back at the end of August. The Pirates arguably have the best closer in all of baseball right now, David Bednar, who I wanted down the Yankees last year mm-hmm. at the trade deadline, but of course not. Um, and yeah, Brian Reynolds has gotten off to a scorcher. Yep, and they extended him too, and they have Andrew McCutcheon. They they have a lot of good things going on. I hope it continues. It would be a really nice story for all of baseball. I have my doubts, but. Um, I hope I. It's tough not to root for them. Kind of, it reminds me a little bit of the Sacramento Kings this year for basketball, right? Yes, very similar. similar. That's, that's that's a great comp. Yeah, that's a great comp. Do you do you think they could backdoor it as a wild card team? I think they can win that division. It's pretty bad. Oh, it's a very it's a very bad division. But say say they fall out of it. Say the wheels fall off a little bit. Could they backdoor it? Sure, I, dude. Like everybody makes the playoffs in Major League Baseball. Like you have to be pretty bad not to make the playoffs. That's true. That is true. And then the National League West, the Dodgers, very steady. They're just kind of waiting for the playoffs at this point. They'll do what they got to do to get there. Then when they get there, they'll be the Dodgers. Uh, The Arizona Diamondbacks, 19-15, they're doing what they got to do. The pitching's been half decent. They've somehow managed to get results even – well, I don't know if I should really say – without Madison Bumgarner because Madison Bumgarner really wasn't doing anything for them anyway. (laughs) They daffed him (laughs) Yep, they daffed him. Yep. Bro, bad. Is he still unsigned by a team? Still unsigned. Damn. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're just really a boring team. Like, <laughs> I, Yeah, next. Incredibly like, boring. Yeah, who cares? Where are yeah. they going this year? Uh, Yes. Uh, and then the Padres, 18-17. The pitching has been inconsistent, but again, be what, else is, what else is really new? Again, I I just feel like the Padres are a lot Joe like Musgrove. the Dodgers. Is, is Joe Musgrove back for the uh, Padres, yes. or he might yes, he might have just he, came he had back? A good, he had a good start on Sunday Night Baseball against against the Dodgers. Went went six strong. Okay, yeah, they'll be fine. They have just have they have way too much talent not to be any good. 
Yep. Agreed. Agreed. They'll, they'll, again, they'll backdoor into the playoffs and then that's when they'll, they'll get a, get a move on. Um, I think a great series would be, would be the Padres versus the Pirates in like a wild card game. That would be, that'd be something. That'd be something really, really cool. And yes, I would be rooting for the Pirates. Um, I hope they come back to City Fields. <laughs> the, the Padres? The, yeah, Padres. That'd be very funny. Again. That'd be very funny. I'll give, I'll give Mets fans, I think, a, a, just a small amount of trauma. All right. Let's go to the NBA. Uh, Jake, where where do you want to start? Where start do you off start? the Knicks. I mean, look, it's a must win tonight, right? Sure. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, and now Julius Randle is getting called out. All over the place once again. The pro the problem is though when Randall doesn't play well, it affects like everything because it just the ball doesn't flow, the the energy of the team goes down. I don't know. Uh, like, He's the focal point. He's, He's the, the focal, focal point. point. It's very like clear. you know Brunson, Brunson will be fine. Yeah, I have no concerns about Jalen Brunson. The only he needs day, to find his three point shot. That I have is the ankle. The his break. three point shot would be my biggest concern. Um, because sure. he looked. Pretty athletic. Brunson will be fine. I mean, look, you, you look at the Knicks starting five, right? You have Brunson, you know what you're getting. Mitchell Robinson, he's not giving you offensive uh, anything on offense. He's gonna get you those those boards, block shots. Well, I would say I would say that Mitchell Robinson was great against Cleveland against two bigs that really are I would say they're they're on par bigs to Mitchell Robinson, but now he's going up against an elite big and bam out of bio and He's struggling big time. He's back into foul trouble. Only played 14 minutes on Saturday in game three. Yeah. That, that's that's not good. You need your big I, man in there. And, and Isaiah Hartenstein was, play, was playing near 30 minutes. Yep. That's who Tibbs is really going with. And also, just he's such a liability at the free throw line, too, Mitchell Robinson. It's tough to put him out there. They're going to hack and whack him. No problem. And, and then you look at the rest of the next starting five, right? Like, you know. R.J. Barrett, he's a young player. He could be up and down at times. R.J.'s played pretty well this series, though. You can't really blame it on him. I think he's been the Knicks' best player in this series. Yeah, at times he has been. And it's just like even their bench, though, they're not really getting any bench contributions, right, from Emmanuel quickly. Uh-uh. What's what's he really providing? You know, he was in the six-man-of-the-year conversations. Quentin Grimes, he takes, like, maybe two shots a game, it feels like. Yep. And, and well, Josh Hart is Josh Hart. He, he has been pretty tremendous for the Knicks. He yes. was well. He was a lot better last series, though. I think outside of Game Two, he's been a little underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, but Josh Hart will be will be Josh Hart. But I, I just don't see how the Knicks can win this series with Julius Randle not playing like an All Star. And also, they need something off the bench, bro. Like they might they might even insert Evan Fournier into the game tonight. I heard some type of talk about it because they've just been shooting so poorly. And listen, it it just provides a different look. Not Deuce McBride. I would play Fournier before I would McBride. Agreed. Agreed. I think the only thing that Deuce McBride brings to the table is definitely more energy on the defensive side of the ball. But if you, if the issue is you want to get someone that can shoot that can shoot from deep, Fournier is de- is definitely your guy. He's worth the look. And then Miami, if, he's, though, if he's coming out and he's one for five, zero oh for four, you know whatever it may be, then it's like okay, you, you you've proven your point. Have a seat. That's it. Miami has made the proper adjustments, though. They're daring the Knicks not to beat them on the inside. They're they're saying, here you go. Yep. And the Knicks are just not hitting the shots that Miami is giving. Because Miami knows the Knicks are a paint team. Yes. Yes. And, and it comes it comes down to again, it it's coaching. And I, I I've laid off the criticism of Tom Thibodeau 
for the most part. I don't know if this is critical, but I think Eric Spolstra is definitely 100% out coaching Tom Thibodeau. Oh, yeah. I think I think Eric Spolstra is like one of three coaches in basketball that actually has an impact on what happens. Like I would agree with that. I, I really I think so. I think um, it's Eric Spolstra. Would you say Mike Brown? Yeah, it's how can you not say Mike Brown? Yeah, that that would be that would be another one another one for me. And then, and then who who would the other one be for you? I would. I, it's think, not Mo, it's not Monty Williams. No, I, he's proven not to be a good coach. I don't think Monty Williams. Um, I would say let's let's think long and hard here. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of who of who the other coaches would be. I mean, maybe, maybe Mike Malone. Yeah, maybe I, I, I think, I think Yudoka did when he was with the Celtics. I think they clearly miss him. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a great hire by Houston. Great hire. And they're going to get James Harden in the off season too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Spolstra is like, I would say Popovich, but Popovich is gone. Popovich's team was just tanking. Like, well, right. That that's why I didn't mention Popovich. Popovich came into my head, but I was just like, yeah, yeah. The, the the Spurs are just hoping for when Maniama. Yeah, I I thought, I thought time Nick Nurse. I mean, dude, isn't that crazy that Nick Nurse and Mike Budenholzer are both available? It, it, it insane, insane. And you also have Tyron Lue that's rumored not to be coming back to the Clippers too. Right, and, and and the Clippers make so much sense for one of them. I just think that team needs to blow it up. I I don't think you're ever going to win anything with with Kawhi Leonard. Playing. It's just it's it's a band it's a band aid it's just, it's just a band aid with the Clippers he, they're just he not just retire he he's done man yeah yeah uh so uh, just a little prediction for tonight who wins it's tough my you know what it is my gut my head is telling my telling me the Miami Heat but my heart is telling me the Knicks like my gut my heart are telling me Knicks but like head and like logic. Tells me Miami in Miami, uh, with the way because the let's just face it, dude. The, the well, the Knicks have not been very competitive this series outside of a, a half in game two. Like they easily disagree. could have lost game two at home with Jimmy Butler out. Yep, I don't disagree. If like let's just say here, if let's the Scott Forster was definitely helping them in game two. That ball hit the rim. That uh, I forgot who it was. I think it was Gabe. Oh, dude, where did this guy come from? By the way, Gabe Vincent. I've never it, heard. It, Listen, it's just another. It's another guy that comes out of nowhere and just wants to have fun against the New York Knicks. Yeah, it's all that shot. That shot hit the rim at Madison Square Garden. But that was a three point play. Mm-hmm. Oh, it absolutely was. And yeah. they didn't call it. No, that was a six point swing because they missed it, and then didn't. Uh, Brun- then Brunson hit a three. Yep. The game. So that right was the back game. down the other end of the floor, and Jalen Brunson hit a three. If that shot, you know what I'm saying? If like they would have called that right there, like if they would have said it hit the rim, they played on, like the Knicks are down, and who knows how that game could have went on. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm gonna say the Knicks win tonight. 59% of the money is on the Knicks. Do you feel great about it though? Absolutely not. If Scott Forster was was the ref for the, tonight's game, I would say Knicks in a heartbeat. Because <laughs> he's just the guy that when the fix is in, the, the fix is in. <laughs> like so let's go to the other game that is happening. The other game four, it's happening tonight. The Warriors and the Lakers. Yep. Warriors it, get it done. I think the Warriors get it done too. And, and on, honestly, I have to say, every, I think everyone knows I'm not a LeBron guy. 
But I, I give him and I give the Lakers a ton of credit. They, they've been really, really good. I give Anthony Davis a ton of credit. He's the straw Anthony, that's stirring the drink right now. He's healthy. He's healthy. He's healthy. And and I think a lot of people also forgot. I, mean, I know I did. I, I, I did not. Uh, of course not. But a lot of people <laughs> just forget just, just how good Anthony Davis he, is. He's one of the five. He's, to, he's one of the five to seven best players in the entire world when he's healthy. He's I, better I than LeBron James when he's healthy. Yeah, I, I would even say top five. Yeah, LeBron would LeBron would even tell you he's the best player on the team when he's healthy. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think it's any disrespect towards, do, towards LeBron. Yeah, yeah. I do think though the Warriors are going to win this series. I think they're going to find a way. Yes, I, I I have a hard time. You know, for all of that, I have a hard time betting against uh, Steph, Steph Curry. Curry, especially especially what he just did in against Sacramento. Yeah, in and also so that I, was I that was one of the most. The... Go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just saying I think the Warriors really need to reel in Jordan Poole, too. I mean, the shots he's taking are just abysmal. Bad. Bad. And and it, and he's not really getting the minutes for it either. No, they should trade him in the offseason, honestly. He's very Tyler Hero-ish to me. Yeah, it's just a microwave score. Like, that's what I keep trying yes. to tell Nets fans that Cam Thomas – like, a lot of Nets fans think, like, Cam Thomas is going to be, like, great – he, he's just like another like sixth man like microwave scorer when he gets hot, streaky, up he, and down, doesn't play any defense. He's a role player on a championship team. Yeah, I, I'm not the biggest Jordan Poole guy. Um, no, no, I'm not either. I'm the not Warriors, either. The Warriors will take care of business, in my opinion, tonight and win this series. And if it go if it goes seven, then we have LeBron and Curry in a game seven. It's hard for anybody to compete against Steph Curry with what he just did in the last series against Sacramento in Game 7. That was one of the most iconic Game 7 performances of all time, and you know, that's, that's just fact. Uh, game 5 between the 76ers and the Celtics on Breaking Tuesday news. night. Emmanuel quickly is out tonight for the New York Knicks. Evan Fournier, welcome back to the rotation. He's out. Uh let me see here. Uh, yep, he's out. And Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, both available to play. Mike, yet any doubt? But Evan and Jimmy Evan Butler, Fournier, welcome to the too. rotation. Yeah, Fournier or Deuce McBride. I hope it's or not Derek Deuce Rose. McBride. Maybe Tibbs breaks. <laughs> Maybe Tibbs is. <laughs> Derek Rose is. I've seen Derek Rose play garbage time for probably the last two weeks of the season. He was out there in garbage time minutes. He couldn't hit a shot. No, he he's done. He couldn't hit a shot. He's done. Tibbs, Tibbs, though, who knows? Tibbs is unpredictable. He is unpredictable. He is a he is a man of mischief. That is that is for damn sure. Uh, the 76ers and the Celtics. Th- this series just has just been everything and then some. This this is what really yeah. el- elite basketball has looked like. Uh, before we get into talking about the series, though, there's one thing that I want to mention. There's controversy abound about Joel Embiid winning this MVP. Jake, do you agree with the controversy? Do you think Nikola Jokic should have won it? I think Embiid should have won it. Okay. As much as I cannot stand Joel Embiid. Okay. I, I think he should have won it, dude. Okay. Fair. I'm I'm indifferent. If I had to put my 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 put a vote in, I probably would have voted for Jokic. And I know that there are people out there, the basketball purists are gonna come out and say, you know, you can't have a guy win MVP three years in a row. But Jokic probably is the best all-around player in the NBA right now. 
just based on form. And but nothing against Joel Embiid. He's been he's been terrific. I just think James in terms Harden of a value this- standpoint, though, like I don't know. I feel like the Nuggets would still be a competitive team. Competitive? Would they be a one seed? No, I mean, but dude, you can't make that argument though. For like, no, I don't know. I where, just think, where I would also the 76ers think, be without Embiid for a prolonged period of time? I don't think they'd be any. I think the Nuggets might be better in the West. Man, the East is tough. And then, and then let's face it, the Nug and and James Harden is playing for a new contract right now in the playoffs too. Like I've seen this with him before. Yep. He he wants to get paid. Like, and he's yeah. and he still is not quite Houston. Even though Harden's been very good. He has not been Houston Harden still, and he's playing for a contract now. Like we, you were not, you're not getting this James Harden for months on months anymore. So the Agreed. East is tough. The East is tough, bro. Like they're probably a, the the. I think the Nuggets could still make the actual playoffs in the West. Like the East, the Sixers are a playing team at best without Joel Embiid. So who do you think wins wins Game Five? I mean the Celtics. Celtics have been Give great. Me the Celtics. Jason Tatum's got to play better though. That, yes. I don't know what's going on. And Jalen Brown is a star. I don't know what people are. I would take Jalen Brown on my basketball team any day of the week, oh man. He is a, he's, he's another star. one playing, playing for a new contract. He's a star. Like, he he really the, – the Nets honestly should have traded Durant to the Celtics. And the say, eh, I don't know about that. We'll see. But because then the, the draft the, – disregard. They weren't get, they weren't really offering the draft capital. But still, Jalen Brown is a star. And he's going to get paid. He's going to be a free agent again pretty soon. He's – who knows? Maybe – yeah, he's going to be – is he eligible for the Super – like, who knows? They're, they're, I could see him leaving the Celtics. I can, I, too. I don't know. I can, too. And and those contract negotiations, they, they haven't been – That's the guy uh, the Knicks should they be. They haven't been fantastic. Um, would you, you would take him on the Knicks? Oh, my God, in a, in, a, in a heartbeat. Yeah, he's a star. In a heartbeat. He would be awesome on, yeah. on the Knicks. Awesome. As a two, oof, give, give me a break. Um uh, Maybe the best player in the next. And, and not to mention, too, I mean, Jalen Brown has also taken a fair amount of stick over the years from Celtics fans, and he hasn't forgotten that. Yeah, no. He's a, he's a great player, man. Like, <laughs> he, he, I, is it fair to say that he's one of the most underappreciated 100%. stars in, in the NBA? 100%. He's one of the, he might be the most underappreciated star in the NBA. I, I don't think that's a, that's a reach at all. Yeah. I think Marcus Smart is really hurting the Celtics too. Yeah, yeah. He just he just like chucks up shots too. He's another one like, and and, and I have to and he's not a defensive with... player of the year anymore either. He was last year. No, no. And you and, can and... tell they miss Udoka. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. That, that, that's what I'll say. Yes, um, and then Al Horford as well. The ageless wonder, Al Horford. He's been. Oh, I don't, almost had a sneeze there. Sorry. Uh, Al Horford has been really, really, really good for for the Boston Celtics. And who would have thought that Al Horford would have at least been, you know, somewhat competitive going up against Joel Embiid down low? Like, that's pretty impressive stuff. Uh, Jake, are you still very much on board with the Celtics winning this series? Yeah, I think the Celtics are going to win this series. Six or seven? Uh, Man, it feels like a lot of series are going to go seven, but... A lot of them. You can make a case, you can make a case that all four of them are going to go seven. You could, and I could say it. Yeah, I still think it's going to be Warriors Celtics in the finals for a rematch. It, it it it's hard to bet against that. 
especially yeah. with whoever wins this series out of the well, 76ers and the Celtics coming out. Of I the think East. The, I think the Heat could give the Celtics a run for their, their money. I think the Celtics would beat the Knicks in the conference finals. Uh, put it this way, I would feel more confident if I if I'm a Knicks going into the conference finals and who would I'd rather play? Just from experience, the Knicks show up and they play against the Celtics. Yeah, they're, they're, they're I do not. I do not, under any circumstance, want to see Mitchell Robinson go up against Joel Embiid. No, the that Knicks played would well, be though, against a the... nightmare. Yeah, I don't know. I I still think I think Miami. I think Jimmy Butler's determined, man. I'm sorry. No, I, there's no disagreement. And and also you got to remember, Jimmy Butler was also minutes away from going to the finals last year against the Celtics. Yes. He's 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 in. I think he might be the most underappreciated star too. Like, how good is this guy? I mean, he only took Miami to the finals once. Was minutes away from a finals. He doesn't have like a real co-star in Miami either. Is he underappreciated or is he forgotten about? I think it's just like something in between. Like Jimmy Butler is awesome. Like, I think pe- people just forget how good Jimmy Butler is. He's and he's a prime time performer. He doesn't really like put up the stat racks that you see these other guys put up. But dude, when it comes time to play. Like, it's tough. He he's one of those guys, man. Yeah. And then finally, the Suns and the Nuggets. Very quickly, because we do have to get into Mount Rushmore. Um, Suns Nuggets. The Suns have just kind of hung in there. They haven't really been all that great, and that's really been the story for them all playoffs long. The Nuggets they have found a match really for them. I still think the Nuggets are going to advance, but I'm not as confident as I was maybe before the series started. I would say it's tough because, dude, 90% of the baskets that the Suns have scored have been assisted or scored by Durant and Devin Booker. Yeah. That's, like, unheard of. (laughs) It it, it is. They've carried... The Suns' offense—they're so—they're so shallow. Yeah, they are very, very, very shallow. And will the lack of depth be exposed? Potentially. Potentially. Uh, Jake, anything else you want to say about the Suns Nuggets series? Not really. I think the Nuggets will still take this series, though. Agreed. Um. All right. So we have to get into. Mount Rushmore. And the Mount Rushmore that we are going to be doing is all about jerseys, kits, sweaters. We are going to be pulling out the four best that we have. So, I have to get my notepad out because I always like to write these down. So, I have no idea what first and last one. This is, we, we haven't done a Mount, a Mount Rushmore in forever um because i am such a good host and a nice guy of course this is steak jake i will give you the option do you want to go first do you want to go second i'll go second okay um so with my first pick there's criteria that i'm going with i'm going with look i'm going with um legacy i'm going with what you would see just on anybody what's the most recognizable and for me there's no recognizable there's no more recognizable logo in all sports than the new york yankees so that was mine yeah the yankees will be my 
first choice. I was going to go with another one, but because I am a smart Mount Rushmore player, I'm keeping this one in my back pocket. Okay. I actually have a very big curveball for you because I really like their unis. Okay. I love the Chicago Blackhawks. God red. damn it. That was the one that I had in my back yeah. pocket. I didn't think you were going to go ahead and pick it. I had a feeling you were thinking it, but I love the Blackhawks red sweaters. I say it all the time. It's, it is it is the best uniform in sports. Yeah, it's so it's so clean. It's so clean. The red home unis, like you said, oh, they're gorgeous. They are absolutely gorgeous. I'm really pissed off that you took that. That's so unfortunate. Um, all right, you get another one back to back. Um, I have to go with a football jersey. Okay. Now, are you are you doing one for each sport? No, that- it just it may have worked out that way though. Okay, because that's how kind of I was doing it, but not like officially. Yeah. Um. No, not not really, but yeah, no. <laughs> Um, it sucks because I absolutely cannot stand this team, but I, I love the Patriots throwback jerseys. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a fine shout. With, with the red, right? With the and like you know, at the end of the day, like we love our Patriots, and literally not quite the football team, but proud Patriots on this podcast. E- exactly, but I love their throwback uniforms. I think they're so clean. Yeah, they're very clean. I, that's a great shout. The red that's, throwbacks. Yeah, that's a very very good shout. Um. I have a couple that I'm going back and forth on. Again, I'm trying to keep it where um, I'm going just one for each sport. Um, but I'm going to go – I'm going to go with a little bit of a curveball. Very classic. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to. We're going to keep it very basic. Very basic, very simple. Again, we're go, it's really iconic. We're going to go with the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, good shout there. We're going to go with the Lakers. And then there's two football jerseys that I'm torn between. Just based on style and the whole bit. But the one that I'm going to go for, I'll tell you the other one that I'm considering. I'm torn between the 49ers and the Packers. And I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, they got clean jerseys. Yes. That's the one that I'm going to go with. And I did consider the Cowboys as well. Um, but the for, the 49ers, for me, they they do have uh, the best football jerseys. For for me, I'm going to go with the Toronto Raptors throwback jerseys. Oh, like the, the Vince Carter ones. Yep. Yeah. Very, great shout. Clean, right? Very clean. And then for baseball, I actually have a, an interesting one for you. Okay. How about the Montreal Expos? Love it. Love it. Because the one that I was going to go with was was a now defunct uh, NHL franchise, so I'm very glad that you, that you said it. Um, perhaps my favorite jersey in all sports ever. I don't own one, and I really, really want to own one. Um, honorable mention: the Kachina of the once Phoenix Coyotes. That is, yeah. I thought the Atlanta Thrasher jerseys were really nice, too, in the NHL. The Atlanta Thrasher jerseys were really, really, really nice. Um, but the one that I'm going to go for, so I'm going to go for the now defunct, and hopefully they return one day because I would love to see it because we need more Canadian representation. 
Um, I'm gonna go for the Quebec Nordiques. Nordique, yep. Those the the white and the blue. Oh. The Jets jerseys are pretty similar. Very similar. They're close. Very similar. Um, so our Mount Rushmore, Jake, for his jerseys, he took the Chicago Blackhawks, the New England Patriots, the Toronto Raptors, and the Montreal Expos. I took the New York Yankees, the Los Angeles Lakers, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Quebec Nordiques. Uh, Jake, any final words that you want to say on the pod before we... Uh, uh... The Detroit Red Wings were also in honorable mention for me oh, for yeah. NHL. Yeah, They got nice yeah. ones. And also, how about the Rangers, man, firing Joe? Who do you think is going to coach the Rangers next? Um, So there are a couple names that I know that are already out there. There was uh, a few people over the weekend that said... Uh, Joel Quinville was going to be the next. That's coach. who I want, but I but apparently not. No, no. not anymore. Is no, Patrick I don't Ra think it's really happen. in consideration? I'm sorry. Is Patrick Raw really in consideration? Yes, Patrick Waugh is a name that is being considered. That sounds um, like a disaster. Uh, Mike Babcock is, an, is another name that's being considered. Peter Laviolette is one that I've heard. Then another another one that I've also heard they want to bring in is uh, Andrew Burnett, who right now is on the Devils bench. As their assistant head coach, so yeah. that could be another another name. He was, of course, the interim last year for Florida after they had to let go of Joel Quinville, or after Joel Quinville resigned uh, because of the sexual assault allegations that were uh, launched his way, and that is one of the reasons why the Sutter, Rangers. Uh, he's not available. Uh, Daryl Sutter is available, but I do one... not want Daryl Sutter. No, really, I don't know. No. I, I he sounded attractive to me, but the guy I want is Mark Messier. I would. I want Messier behind the bench in the worst way. Listen, or I would love John Tortorella to come back, but that's a story uh, for another day. Li- listen, 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 listen. Okay, two things. One, Mark Messier for the nostalgia for the fact that he is a New York Rangers legend. I would absolutely love it. However, there is no shot of that happening. I think the Rangers want a guy with experience. Number two, I would love, 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 love John Tortorella. He's a favorite of mine. He's I know my favorite coach is ever coached the Rangers. <laughs> he's very unpopular with a lot of New York Rangers fans. I, I don't understand why. Whenever I think I of don't when get they it good, he, that's I feel like the height of the Rangers in our lifetime, like a lot of it was centered around John Tortorella. Uh, as far as consistent contenders go, yes. But as far as who was who were the heights with, it was Elaine Vigneault. Elaine Vigneault. But I thought Vigneault was the worst coach of them all, though. That was like the worst. He was too I, nice of a guy. He was very yeah. he was very Gerard Galanish. Yeah, the, the Rangers scapegoated him, though. Oh, absolutely. They, they, they absolutely did. made him the scapegoat. No doubt. No doubt. I was I was very, very, very pissed off that they that they let him go. But and Tortorella, the, man. Oh, Tortorella would be amazing. I don't think it's going to happen. If I had to put my money on a guy right now, gun to my head, who am I saying is going to be the next head coach of the New York Rangers? I'm going to say Peter Laviolette. Wouldn't be terrible. That's, I think it's I think it's gonna be Patrick Raw. And that would be something because Patrick Waugh, he's I a character. He, he he is a character. He is a character. We'll have to talk about the hire when it's uh when it's fresh. When 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 oh we we absolutely will. Now let me ask you this one one quick question so we, we can get the uh, the Rangers fans all uh, up in a twist. Uh, let me ask you if it comes down to you could only keep. Three of these guys. Definitely keep the Tarasenko if he's on the list. He is on the list. Yeah, so he's the first guy I'm keeping. 
Vladimir, it's, it's, it's you can only keep three out of Vladimir Tarasenko, Ryan Lindgren, Keandre Miller, Alexei Lafreniere, no, Nico Mikola, and Tyler Mott. Who are you keeping? Definitely keeping Tarasenko. You're making that work regardless of the cap situation, which, yeah. by the way, is absolutely horrific. Yeah. I'll, te- I'll keep Kandre Miller, too. I think you have to. I think I, th- I think you kind of have to. <sighs> Lindgren and Mott, and Mott are the tough ones. I would say Mott. Oh, and you would trade Lindgren. Maybe, man. It, the, the cap situation is... And Patrick Kane is so far gone. Forget no, Patrick <laughs> Patrick Kane is gone, and I, I would also say that Barkley Goodrow probably is gone as well. With a limited, I, I saw no, that limited they could get no rid of move. Capo Caco, too. They could. That, 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 I don't think that is completely La off Fonier the table. is done, too. Forget him. Just get rid of that disaster. Uh, listen, I think if, if you want to pay Tarasenko and then just have, you know, get somebody else to be on that, that third line and then trade Lafreniere and his rights somewhere else, I think you have to consider it. I love Tarasenko, man. I think you have to consider I th- it. But the, the I think one, he was tremendous for the Rangers. The one counterpoint that I make to the whole Lafreniere thing and why and, and why people shouldn't go crazy about it is Lafreniere is a lot like Filipino to me. Where Filipino yeah. really only started to get really consistent this year. He still had his bumps in his roads, but Lafreniere is only 21 years yeah, old. Yeah, but the fact, though, that he's the first round. Of course, the Rangers take a guy first overall that can't play. Essentially, bro. Like, he's pretty bad for a first. He's got to be the worst first overall picks in, you know what I'm saying? Like, who who's really been worse than him as a first well, overall it, pick? It, it, they, they were also put in a really bad position because they already had two left wingers that... Like, if Lafreniere wasn't a generational sort of guy, they wouldn't have taken Lafreniere. But he was a generational no. sort of guy that the league would have laughed at the New York Rangers if they did not take Lafreniere. He, his ceiling was always going to be the third-line the third line guy. And could he have played right wing to potentially move up? Sure. But he's not a right winger, and he's said as much that he's not really a right winger. So it's like, okay, you're not a right winger, but – you're going to be stuck playing 15 minutes a night on, on the third line. Like that's not, that's not where you need to be. You need to be playing 25, 30 minutes a night. And Lafreniere can't be doing that when you have Artemi Panarin and Chris Kreider ahead of you. But I, what I, what I will say honestly is I thought Lafreniere and Kane played really, really well together. It's just Patrick Kane does not, he did not do any of that back check defensive game. Which He's gone. is essential to how the Rangers really are. Tarasenko really started to do it, and I, I plead with Chris Drury, do what you got to do to bring Tarasenko back because he was, he was so good. Yeah, that, that first line potentially of him, him, Mika Zibanejad, and and Chris Kreider. Oof, that's tasty. I, that that is really, 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 really tasty. Um, but that's it for the Basement Talk podcast. We're done. Uh, we're gonna go. Enjoy our dinner, and we're going to be sitting down in less than an hour to watch the New York Knicks hopefully not blow this series and go back to New York down 3-1. That would really, really, really stink. Uh, but for Jake Simone, I am Bird. Thank you so much for listening to the Basement Talk Podcast, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.